0: Hello and welcome to Yarra Libraries' Baby Storytime podcast. I'm Andy and I'll be taking you and your bub through some fun activities today. Yarra Libraries acknowledges the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people as the traditional owners and true sovereigns of the land now known as Yarra. We also acknowledge the significant contributions made by other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to life in Yarra and pays respect to elders of all nations, past, present, and emerging. In this session, we're going to be exploring reading with babies and developing some strategies around including books as part of your daily routine. Now, it's never too early and never too late to start reading with your bub. Because they're going through such a huge amount of neural development in the first three years, introducing patterns in this time will have more benefits further down the track in literacy, numeracy, and cognition. By reading, talking and singing together now, you're creating really strong connections in their brain around being with you, which is their primary motivation in the early years, and songs, sounds and patterns that form the pathways of their brain that are the foundation of all communication. So, sitting together now, with them in your lap, facing outwards, bring a book up for them to engage with. If you haven't done so already, you might like to do a few of our books as toys sessions before you try reading with them to ease them into this activity, but you can also just dive straight in here. Let them play with the book, taking them through the pages as I continue to talk to you right now. Finding the right time of day to read can be really important. If reading with bub is a struggle at the minute, it might simply not be the right time for them just yet. If they're hungry or overtired or teething, then it might not be the moment for this activity. And as with any activity, persisting past their point of comfort can lead to them developing a negative association with what you're doing. Making this a regular, comforting and engaging part of your day together will make reading a wonderful go-to strategy for when they're upset and train them in an activity that they can use for self-soothing further down the line and this also makes reading an activity for anyone in the child's life to give them care and comfort. Have you noticed Bub key in to any particular part of the book yet? Does one image particularly hold their interest, or do they like the flaps? Is there a texture on the book that they like to play with? Do they like opening and shutting it? Whatever they're interested in in this moment before we start reading, try to take note of it now so that you can call on it later. It's okay if they're just sitting and watching passively as well. There's no wrong way to start learning about books as a baby. So we're finding a way to fit this into your day. And for me, the best time for reading was right after a bath in the evening, because that's when the house was settling down and we were winding into our bedtime routine. Also, the second I walked in the door uh, was a big smile and a hug and a couple of books to bring me back into home life and to reconnect in the now with Bub. So if they reach out and grab the book, that's great. If it goes in the mouth, even better. That means it's an object of novelty and interest, and we can gently coax them towards different kinds of engagement as we go along. You can try some different song-based activities. Singing songs to key them in works really well, especially if they're familiar with those songs. So if, for instance, you see a duck on the cover, you might do a quick little verse of Three Little Ducks. So you could go... (gasps) Look at that little duck. What are they doing there? Oh, We know a song about ducks, don't we? You ready? We'll go. <gasps> Three little ducks went out one day Over the hills and far away Mother duck said, quack, 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 quack But only one little duck came back E-he-he. And you give him a big hug and a squeeze Because they already know that one, and that little pattern showing up can be such a wonderful way for them to be sparked into interest and brought into the present moment. And it can also draw a parallel between the song and the image that they're seeing in front of them, just giving them more chances to create that association. Having books around the house in general makes them a more familiar object to bub. So keep board books at their height. Uh, on the ground, in the toy box, wherever is a suitable place for them in your space. Uh, Cloth books can go in the crib and in the bed. Vinyl books for the bath. The more they're around them, the more likely they are to play with them. And these are sacrificial practice books. So let them get loved to death, torn apart, shredded up. That's what they're for. A worn out board book has done its job. So we're going to have a go at conversational reading. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with simply reading the words on the page. That is a great way to spend time together regardless. To add to that wonderful effort, we're simply expanding on what you're doing when you read with a baby and helping them understand what's happening when we read with them. Sit in such a way that you can see what Bub is looking at on the page, and we're going to do the simple steps of see, show, and say. This works best with simple books that only have one or two illustrations on a plain background. Up to about four months, their visual processing is still pretty washy and the world's a bit of a soup, so the higher the contrast of the image, the easier it is for those much younger babies to make out what you're trying to look at. As they get a little bit older, the complexity can go up just fine and we don't have to worry so much, but consistently doing see, show and say will help them understand what we're talking about and makes it more likely that they will make the connection between the sound we're making and the image that's on the page. So, whatever they're looking at now, Point to it with your finger, and do an interest cue. Oh, what's this? One of those little sharp intakes of breath or a quick question in an excited voice really helps key their attention and focus. So when we do this, we go, oh, look, I can see you're looking at the duck. And you circle your finger around the duck. Hello, what's this little duck doing here? Keep saying what it is. Look at this duck. As we continue, we'll use a little script to start our conversation because it's easy to ramp into it, and they start looking for that script as well. It becomes part of their object permanence. Oh, I can see you're looking at the duck. Oh, what are they doing there? Can you see them floating on the water? Oh, there's some water under there. Keep using those engagement cues. Oh, oh. Those sorts of sounds, they might feel a bit funny doing them, but as you get used to it, it's a really useful way to help key babies and toddlers and even young children into what you need them to be paying attention to in the moment, and it's just a nice little attention-grabbing strategy. So we keep our conversation going. Oh, yeah, look at them. They've got their little wings there, don't they? Oh, and their beak. Oh, We can make a beak out of the book, can't we? We can go quack, 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 quack. Draw them back into the reality of the book. Quack, 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 quack. Oh, isn't that interesting? You will surprise yourself with just how much you know about ducks, (laughs) especially for babies as they don't have that much of an experience with ducks just yet. It's all new to them, so lean into it. Really talk about it as much as you can. You might talk about ducks that you've seen where you've been. You might talk about a duck toy that they have. You might talk about different facts about ducks from nature or even ducks from a cartoon or from another story. Just drawing those parallels and using all of those different ideas to expand upon what you're doing in the moment, making that conversation. The other important part here is that you give them a chance to respond. So when you have a question, you give them a little bit of a space at the end. You might go like this. (gasps) What's this? Ah, that's right, it's a duck. And you just open up that little bit of a space for them to make some sound. And it can take a long time, but you just let them roll with it. And for as long as it takes them to make a sound or a gesture or to turn and look at you, anything that lets them know that that space was part of a conversation that you were having with them, the more they can practice that little social game. So as we keep reading, we're giving them that time to realize that this is an activity between the both of you. This is a social activity and that you're both taking part in it together. It's not just a passive activity. And it can take a while for them to get used to that game, and that's totally fine. We're just going to keep modeling that for them. So you might talk about the physical reality of what you're looking at on the page. So if you turn the page, oh, what's this? <gasps> that's a teddy bear, isn't it? Wow, look at that teddy bear. What are they doing? <gasps> That's right, they're playing. Oh, they're playing with the bubbles. Oh, you like playing with bubbles, don't you? And you might give them a little tickle on the tummy. <laughs> oh, look at our bear. And you could look at the facial details of the bear. You could say, Oh, look at this, the bear's got a nose. Now, you've got a nose, don't you? And you give him a little touch on the nose. Dook, dook, dook. Oh, and I've got a nose. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at our little faces. Mm, and look at these hands. You've got hands like that, don't you? And if you want to, you can lean into that moment and maybe do a bit of a round and round the garden. Oh, what's your hand doing? And if you wanted to, you could take a hold of Bub's hand and get them to draw around the hand of the bear on the page, whatever they're interested in. So we might go together now. Oh, Round and round the garden like a teddy bear. <gasps> one step, two step, tickly under there. yee <laughs> Ah, oh, nice one. <laughs> So throwing a few songs in there every now and again if you find their attentions waning. And it's a nice little moment where you can show them that we can be spontaneous in what we're doing. We aren't stuck doing any one thing. We can take that time to play and lean into other things that might interest them at the same time. And that way we might not get as bored as quickly and they'll definitely stay engaged longer. So when you're ready or they're ready, move on from that image, making your way through the book for as long as they're comfortable. You might have already jumped ahead. That's fine. (laughs) In this session, we're only going to do the one book anyway. So challenge yourself to make it last as long as possible. Your patience and energy for reading is a skill also, and you'll be getting better all the time just by talking and playing and leaning into their interest. This sort of patience is going to come in useful their whole lives. So (laughs) getting started on practicing that now is giving yourself a head start too. So stay with their engagement. As a general rule of thumb, the attention span of any child is their age add three. That's just a rough maximum of what you can expect. It's not a hard science. Obviously, this changes person to person and is situational, but it's just a healthy way to sort of check in about your expectations out of any activity that you're doing with a child. So to this end, we'll aim for just one to two minutes. If Bubba's happy, stay in that moment for as long as they're happy to as well. So do have fun with it. Make some silly noises, make some voices, whatever was done with you when you were little and you really liked about being read to, now's the time to pull out all those tricks. They're all in there and all those positive associations will really pay forward. Do remember that as we're playing in that way, to keep using the full words for things, use the full proper noun, say a dog, not a woof woof. We call them dogs as adults, and so Bub having to unlearn names and patterns can be a stumbling block that we don't need to put in front of them. The more forthright we are with them about what things are in the world, the better prepared they are for the world, and the easier they will find it to communicate with other people. By simply being there with them in moments of bonding and shared activities, you are lowering their cortisol. You're providing huge amounts of positive stimulation, affirmation of their efforts, and producing patterns for their brains to focus on. All of this creates so many new connections in their brain, and the more frequently they practice that, the more likely they are to keep using those pathways as their neural development becomes more solid. As with all strategies with babies, it won't always work. Sometimes they're just not going to be in the place for it, and if they just want something else at that time, that's completely fine. But if we keep offering these things consistently, around the same time in their routine, the fussy periods will usually pass, and the positive experiences will be a relaxing and beneficial part of your time together. The more we keep exposing them to reading and speech and the social elements of conversation, the more likely they are to start taking part in those things sooner, and the greater their sense of mastery will become. You're also helping build their vocabulary and their sense of their place in the world. So the more that they can communicate and express themselves, the sooner they will be able to tell you what's wrong and be able to take part in their own caregiving. So thanks so much for joining me, folks. I hope some of those ideas can really help you in your time reading with Bub. So do feel free to listen over again because there's a lot of information in this one. Please don't take this as writ. This is all just stuff to dip into and try to add as you go along. There's a lot of information here. And just like with everything with bubs, it's not about getting it right the first time. It's about practice, 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 and enjoying your time together while you do the thing. So thanks for being with me today, and I hope you got something out of that one. All right. Take care. Bye.